Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, and Empowered Manifestation. And today is the 7th of August 2021, and the title of today's show is Delta Hysteria, Election Kraken, Lionsgate. And I want to start today with an email that I received from James Gilliland. I'm on his uh, subscriber list. And he is the founder of ASETI, which stands for Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And he has a, a ranch and he does regular communications with extraterrestrials. He's written... Um, an, an article in this email, I don't think it's available on his website, I'm not absolutely sure, but it's titled Golden Wolf, and it says, I was in deep meditation after recovering from being assailed by some new formula raining down from the chemtrails, agitated by frequency targeting. You could see the energy signatures in the clouds. Though extremely ill, I did not have the same symptoms as the elusive Cove 1984. Could still taste, smell, no real loss of appetite, but had a headache and lung congestion like never before. I hit it with a nebulizer with food-grade hydrogen peroxide, oxygen, water and colloidal silver. I think that should be oxygen water, actually. I took glutathione as well. After several repeated attempts, it was under control. I also took MMS along with several medicinal roots and plants. I have ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as a backup, but did not need it. This is the part where we give a disclaimer. We are not doctors and in no way should this be considered medical advice. I found out other alternative events, patriot gatherings, etc. were all experiencing the same thing. The Wuhan flu has pretty much burned out as all flus do when herd immunity kicks in. Those mysterious viruses created in labs, which they use crystal balls to make the vaccines ahead of time, must mean they are all psychic. They say these viruses occur naturally every year as other flus that come from bats, pigs, birds and humans due to sharing bodily fluids and having sex. Scientists who say this all occurs naturally are speaking with forked tongue. Get out in nature, watch the animals. They don't screw us across species. According to Herr Fauci, this is all perfectly natural, which leads to the question, exactly who does he hang out and party with and what kind of drugs do they have? Well, maybe Fauci could have sex with a bat. He has issues. <laughs> There is no way, according to Fauci, the virus could have come from the gain-of-function research he and his group funded in Wuhan, China, due to being outlawed in the US with close ties to the PLA, CCP, Chinese military, etc. They were using bats to increase the COVID virus infection to human lung tissue. You know that foreign government we're in a trade war with, that rumour has it interfered extremely along with other hostile governments in our elections to get China Joe elected. Shutting down America would never benefit China or the global elite girl goals for world dominance. This is just a coincidence. Of course, Fauci also never wrote an article about hydroxychloroquine being the cure and the vaccination for COVID-19 in 2005, and never wrote an article on how during the Spanish flu most people died from secondary pneumonia and other health challenges from wearing masks backed by Stanford Research. Masks, I might add, are made with carcinogenic materials, graphene dioxide, laced with nanobots that come alive when you breathe on them. Of course, the same goes for the swabs, many of which were made in, go figure, China. The CDC and 15 major universities cannot isolate the COVID-1984 virus, finding instead influenza A and B. Now there is a Delta variant of the ghost virus no one can isolate, we should be very afraid of. A new killer strain, much more savage than the old killer, according to CNN. A strain no one can test for. 
which begs the question, how do they know it exists and how can they count cases when there is no test? The PCR test was recalled by the FDA due to a 95% false positive. Quick, pack the nursing homes again. Do not question the insanity of that idea. Get those variant super spreaders off the streets. Then write a book on how well you handled the outbreak as governor and get softball CNN hack like Le Mans to interview you. Hard-hitting questions like, which ice cream do you prefer? What is your name? Where do you live? Where are you now, Joe? And are you ready to try stairs again? Leadership at its best. Knowing these facts, one has to ask the question, what are people coming down with at these targeted events? There are other chemicals like graphene oxide found in high levels in the, in quotes, vaccines. 5G frequency targeting, a host of other ways to create what looks like a new outbreak. One common denominator is chemtrails, what they call geoengineering or aerial spraying, top secret spraying of heavy metals, carcinogens, biologicals, the formulas of which are held from the public. Could these heavy metals, chemicals and biologicals mimic the cove? 60 up to 80% of people who have been fully vaccinated are now coming down with the same symptoms as COVID. Could the graphene dioxide in the jab, an extreme toxin, be triggered by 5G? It is magnetic. The jab is an operating system that can be triggered externally. Anyone asking the question why are a large number of fully vaccinated people filling the hospitals with COVID? The countries with the highest percentage of vaccination statistically are showing the highest number of cases entering the hospitals. Conclusion, it is not a vaccine and it does not work. So what is it and what is the end goal? One thing that really pissed me off is the native brother doing a commercial saying, I got the jab to protect my family and the elders. You put the elders in danger, your own life and your families, by getting the jab. Now you are a super spreader, according to the CDC. Know your genocidal history so as not to repeat it. Next, you will be delivering blankets laced with some ungodly plague because some rich man in a suit told you they need to stay warm and it's the right thing to do. Ever wonder why they are forcing the reservations to get the jab? I repeat, vaccine either was not a vaccine a total fail, or is there is some other reason for the jab? Use base logic, people. Obviously, you're not immune if you get the jab, and now, according to recent guidelines from the CDC, you still have to wear a mask so as not to infect others. This is all soon to be followed by more lockdowns and travel restrictions. What was the gain? So many questions not being asked. So many being censored by asking the right questions. How is that virtual signalling going now? Feeling certain about the jab, the protein spike shedding related miscarriages, uterus ejections, excessive bleeding, blood clots, heart attacks, passing it on to your friends, family, marching your kids in for the jab, knowing there is less than 0% of them dying from the cove. Statistically, they have a much greater threat from dying of the jab and that is according to the suppressed false figures put out from the governments and their agencies. The children are where the lines will be drawn. Parents as guardians need to educate themselves. The biggest questions are why would anyone in their right mind allow themselves to be injected by an unsanctioned experimental drug with an operating system that can be activated externally, created, designed and owned by billionaire eugenicists who have stated clearly they want to reduce the population with 13 out of 14 people dead, globally. Georgia Guidestones ring a bell? They also want total domination control. What better way than a human off switch? Most cannot even think like these tyrants or comprehend what they are doing. Let's make it easy. Let's say you were involved with massive bribes, pedophilia, child and drug trafficking, abuse of power, or join the satanic Luciferian clubs for power and wealth? What would, what would happen if the people found out? So who is your enemy? What do these tyrants fear most? The people waking up and knowing who they are and what they did. 
Their solution is control the governments, use extreme censorship, control mainstream and social media, and eventually eliminate the threat. Their methods are to socially engineer and divide the people into fighting among themselves by race, religion and gender. And actually, now vaccinated versus unvaccinated. That was my interjection there. Then come in as the solution to the problem they created. Many will in ignorance participate in their own, their families, their people's enslavement and demise. Read this again and let it sink in. Still feeling virtuous? Why would they spend billions on ad campaigns, scare, guilt and shame people into getting the jab? Why would they use a now recalled as totally useless, as declared by the CDC, the PCR test giving up to a 95% false positive to spread more fear? What are the real numbers now that they admitted they lied about the death toll, adding heart attacks, cancer victims, accident victims? Where did the seasonal flu mysteriously go? The inventor said the PCR test should never should be used to diagnose COVID. He died shortly after that comment. Why did the governors, mostly Democrat, fill the rest homes for the elderly with infected people? And what were they infected with, considering the fact to this day there is no isolate? Were they having trouble getting the numbers up due, due to the 99.98% survival rate? What were the elderly actually dying from, considering the fact thousands of confirmed COVID deaths were tested by 15 universities, again finding no virus other than influenza A and B? Was there another form of genocide happening in the rest homes? The answer will shock you. Why are they trying to make the jab mandatory, having already broken all the rules set forward in the Nuremberg trials? This is Auschwitz times 10 carried out globally. How much social engineering did it take to get people to willingly participate in their own demise? How much more deception will come out of the corporate-owned mainstream and social media, complicit in censoring safe and expensive time-proven alternative cures that could have saved thousands? These people are pathological liars, morally bankrupt swamp dwellers. What will have to be done to the people that did not fall for the pandemic? Looks like we're about to see. Rise up, yours, your children's and humanity in general's future is at stake. Unless you actually be live, it's be lie, V-E, as in believe, believe a lie. <clears throat> you are earmarked as one of the lucky few they will let survive that knows too much already. I've met smarter fence posts, if you believe that. This is not a war between races, religions, colours or genders like they would have you believe. You're all targeted unless you unite. This is a war between unspeakable evil and good, seen and unseen. Get right with your life, your friends, families and creator. Now is the time. And the website is eseti.org. That's E-C-E-T-I. If you want to go and have a look at what James Gilliland does. So as you've probably gathered, I'm focusing on the two main um, topics again, which is the, um, the vaccine, the COVID, and of course the latest on the election. And as I didn't do a show last week, I've had a lot to catch up on and I'm trying to give you the latest, but some of this needs some storytelling to, you know, keep the continuity. So I want to move on now. just want to cover the VAERS data because, again, we've had a big increase in the number of adverse reactions and deaths, of course, which the CDC and the FDA are conveniently trying to suppress or ignore. As usual, this is from childrenshealthdefence.org, the Defender, and which is, of course, um, owned by... Robert Kennedy Jr. Their latest data includes two new reports of teen deaths following COVID vaccine as total reports of deaths exceed 12,000. There's data released today and this was published the 6th, so yesterday, by the CDC showed a total of 
545,338 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines, including 12,366 deaths and 70,105 serious injuries between December 14, 2020 and July 30, 2021. And remember that um, it's been shown in studies that there is serious under-reporting of reactions and that there are many people, even in the health service, or the sick service, I should say, who don't even know that bears exist. And I've reported previously on shows how people who have had adverse reactions are getting denial from the medical so-called professionals that it's nothing to do with the vaccine, even though it happens immediately after the shot is given. So carrying on, I'm not going to read the whole of this, but um, just give us an overview. Data released today by the Centres for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, showed the total number of reports, including foreign and US, of deaths following COVID vaccination across all age groups surpassed 12,000. The data comes directly from reports submitted to the VAERS system, the primary government-funded system for reporting adverse vaccine reactions in the US. Data released today show that between December 14, 2020 and July 30, 2021, a total of 545,338 total adverse events were reported to VAERS, including 12,366 deaths, an increase of 426 over the previous week. There were 70,105 reports of serious injuries, including deaths, during that same period, up 7,003 compared with the previous week. And it shows the chart of all the um, cases. It does say that some cases have multiple factors, which means that the, the numbers are more than 100%. Um, and of course, we've had the CDC claiming that, you know, many of these are foreign. I think that relates to Americans who suffer reactions out of the country, but I'm not 100% sure of that. But I think they're trying to downplay it, of course. And it, it is absolutely criminal that they have not stopped this vaccine, so-called vaccine. And even worse, that they're now trying to mandate it, which is, um, as I said, horrendous and criminal. Excluding foreign reports filed in VAERS 443,201 adverse events, including 5,739 deaths and 35,881 serious injuries were reported in the US. Just as a, an interjection here, um, uh, an analyst has, and I haven't got that particular article in front of me, but he's done a statistical analysis and he has said that the likely number of deaths is more like 45,000, which is horrendous anyway. Um, of the 5,739 US deaths reported as of July 30th, 13% occurred within 24 hours of vaccination. 19,000, sorry, 19% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination and 34% occurred in people who experienced an onset of systems, symptoms within 48 hours of being vaccinated. And then um, we've got these teenage deaths. The most recent reported deaths include a 15-year-old boy who previously had COVID, was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy in May 2021 and died four days after receiving his second dose of Pfizer's vaccine on June 18th, when he collapsed on the soccer field and went into ventricular tachycardia. And a 13-year-old girl who died after suffering a heart condition after receiving her first dose of Pfizer. Other deaths include two 13-year-old boys who died two days after receiving a Pfizer vaccine, a 13-year-old boy who died after receiving Moderna, 
three 15-year-olds, five 16-year-olds and three 17-year-olds. I mean, this is appalling when the, you know, the recovery rate, even if you get the so-called COVID, is not far off 100%, 99.98-something. And to force it on these teenagers is just horrendous. And, of course, we've got Pfizer pushing with the support of the FDA, I believe, to get their vaccine licensed, officially approved. And it is just unbelievable to me that with this number of adverse reactions, they have the audacity to push for approval of this poison that they're injecting into people. Okay, rant over. So more on the Delta variant from John Rappaport. And he, this is his blog at nomorefakenews.com. And the new COVID squeeze play, Hustle, Con, it's a variation on the old one, all dressed up with nowhere to go, except fascist tyranny. And this was written or published on July 27th, so from last week. Um, Question, how dangerous is the Delta variant? Answer, there is no Delta variant because there is no original SARS-CoV-2 virus. Question, why are we hearing that the majority of new cases of COVID-19 are occurring in the unvaccinated? A case means a positive PCR test. The test doesn't detect a virus. There is no virus. But since people who test positive are called cases, think it through. People who have been vaccinated are far less likely to get tested than people who haven't been vaccinated. Therefore, it's going to look like most new cases are occurring in the unvaccinated. Furthermore, the CDC instituted a change in the way vaccinated people are then tested. The sensitivity of the test has been reduced for them, which means fewer results indicating infection with the virus. This is outright manipulation. Unvaccinated people are still tested at higher sensitivity, meaning more of them will seem to be infected. Question. Experts say the vaccine may not prevent infection with the virus, but it will greatly reduce the chance of serious illness or hospitalisation. True? Answer. False. First of all, this is a vaccine to protect against a virus that doesn't exist. Second, the three major clinical trials of the vaccine were only designed to show the vaccine could protect against mild disease such as a cough or chills and fever. Question. Across the world, political leaders are threatening or ordering new lockdowns, saying too many people are refusing the vaccine. Is this anything other than a pressure tactic to force people to take the shot? Answer. It's exactly a pressure tactic to justify mandating, forcing, shaming, quarantining. Question. Regardless of whether the vaccine is necessary or effective, is it safe? Answer. Here are the latest CDC figures I have as compiled by Children's Health Defence. The statistics are taken from VAERS, the Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And this is out of date now because it was an older um, an older article, so I'm not going to go through all the statistics because you've got the latest now. There are two chronic problems with VAERS. The reports of injuries have not been studied to determine which injuries stemmed from a vaccine and which didn't. And there is vast underreporting of injuries because most Americans don't know what VAERS is or are hesitant to make a report. By far, the second problem is the larger one, underreporting. Some analysts have suggested that to get a reasonably accurate count, you should multiply reported numbers by 10. The well-known 2010 Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Inc. study of VAERS bluntly stated adverse events from vaccines are common but underreported with less than 1% reported to the Food and Drug Administration. Low reporting rates preclude or delay the identification of problem vaccines potentially endangering the health of the public. Following the finding of that study, you could multiply the number of reported vaccine injuries by 100 to arrive at a proper figure. The numbers of vaccine injuries and deaths are huge. In any situation other than the current fake pandemic, 
the vaccination programme would have been stopped, cancelled. Question. There are reports of many new COVID cases in areas or states which didn't apply strict COVID measures early on in 2020. Are these reports legitimate? Answer. First of all, there are no COVID cases because there is no virus. Second, the number of cases can be manipulated by changing the sensitivity of the PCR test, which in turn changes the test result. The relatively few honest politicians in the world should carefully investigate this possibility if case numbers in their area suddenly rise. And then he's put a long list of uh, sources underneath this article. He's also written an article, this was on August the 4th, three quarters of new COVID cases are in vaccinated people. And it's a CDC study. I'll just uh, read the first part of this. You can find it if you go to nomorefakenews.com. Once more, dear reader, I put on my hazmat suit and enter the fake world where SARS-CoV-2 exists. The Delta variant exists. The test is meaningful, the case numbers are real, and the vaccine makes sense. These are all lies, as I've been proving for the past year, but even within the fake world of those lies, the experts can't keep their stories straight. They contradict themselves, they expose their own fabrications, and they try to cover up those exposures with new pathetic fabrications. Here we go. Uh, July 30th, RT. The CDC has released a study backing up its decision to recommend indoor masking for both vaccinated and unvaccinated Americans. The study examined one outbreak and found three quarters of people testing positive were vaccinated. And going on, the CDC released that evidence on Friday in a study of 469 cases of COVID-19 that broke out in the resort town of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Earlier this month, 74% occurred in fully vaccinated persons. Four out of five patients hospitalised were fully vaccinated and on average the inoculated had completed their two rounds of doses only 86 days before infection. Oops! Lab testing revealed that 90% of all the Cape Cod infections involved the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Oops again! So fully vaccinated people are infected with the Delta variant. The study appears to negate the argument by top health officials that unvaccinated Americans are responsible for the fourfold rise in COVID-19 cases in the US since June. This is an issue predominantly among the unvaccinated, which is the reason why we're out there practically pleading with the unvaccinated people to go out and get vaccinated. White House coronavirus advisor and psychopathic liar Dr. Anthony Fauci told CNN on Sunday, adding that the U.S. is currently moving in the wrong direction with regard to stamping out COVID-19. Yet another oops. The CDC report lends weight to the argument that the current crop of vaccines aren't as effective against the Delta variant, although the CDC and World Health Organization both insist that vaccination is effective against severe disease and death from the virus, to quote WHO technical lead Maria von Kirchhove, in a briefing earlier on Friday. More nonsense. As I've been reporting for months, the three clinical trials of the major COVID vaccines were designed to only prove the vaccine could protect against mild disease, e.g. a cough or chills and fever, not severe disease. The CDC New Cape Cod study of vaccinated people has caused a firestorm among the experts. That's in quotes. A member of the White House coronavirus coffee clutch, Ben Wakana, is claiming only a very small percentage of vaccinated people who are infected with the virus can transmit it to others. However, the CDC noted that similarly high viral loads were found in vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Walensky, head of the CDC, stated on Friday that high viral loads suggest an increased risk of transmission and raise concern that vaccinated people infected with Delta can transmit the virus. And so it goes on. So it's just highlighting all the nonsense that's put out there by the propaganda pushers. And um, I'm not going to read any more of that. So go and find that on his website. He's also got an article talking about um, this manipulation of the data that 
is basically classing uh, cases as COVID when really they're flu. And of course, we have had, as I said earlier, the PCR test withdrawn because of the level of false positives. And the FDA or the CDC, can't remember which one it was, have actually stated that it can't distinguish between flu and COVID. And that's because, of course, they don't know, they don't have a virus to um, identify. So more nonsense. I'm going to move on to my other topic in a moment. But before I do, I just want to go through some of the headlines on the subject of COVID and the vaccine. Um, Obama's birthday bash has been called a super spreader. He was having 500 guests and I think 200 servers at his 60th birthday party at his uh, 11 million dollar mansion um, up in New England. Martha's Vineyard, I think it is. A former Obama official demands a no-fly list for unvaccinated adults. This comes back to, you know, the, the discrimination. Biden says New York City vaccination mandate should be copied nationwide. Cuomo's in big trouble because he's been, uh, I think it's the Attorney General has basically said that there are grounds for all these sexual harassment cases. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, There is a walkout Wednesday um, march organised to protest forced vaccinations. And that's reported by Breitbart. Um, We've got Rand Paul obliterates Delta hysteria with hard facts you won't see in the mainstream media. And that's from Trending Politics. And then we have the White House now saying all reporters must be vaccinated if they're going to be allowed into the press briefings. Uh, There's a great uh, article about, this is uh, Western Journal, about a restaurant that's put up a notice saying, if you want to come into my restaurant, you'll have to give proof that you're unvaccinated, which is rather cute. Um, Dr. McCullough has announced that he is removing 25 years of articles and information off his website because of the level of censorship and how um, he's under threat of having his whole um, website system taken down and any new articles are only going to be up for 48 hours so that just goes to show the level of censorship that is going on in relation to covid and the vaccine it is appalling and then finally gateway pundits article desantis destroys biden Why don't you do your job and secure the border? Until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID. So DeSantis is standing up for himself again. And also there was something about Biden saying he didn't know, he couldn't, didn't remember DeSantis. I can't believe that that's true. But of course, you know, we're watching a movie here. So nothing comes as a surprise these days. So now on to the election situation, and I'm going to focus a lot on Arizona and the state of that audit. I'm going to have to just take extracts from the various articles in order to fit it all in. Uh, First of all, from July 27th, Arizona Senate issues fresh subpoenas for 2020 election audit. Arizona Senate President Karen Fan and Arizona Senate Judiciary Chairman Warren Peterson have ordered Maricopa County's Board of Supervisors to turn over ballot envelopes or ballot envelope images, voter records and routers or router images. The Republican-controlled board was also commanded to provide all findings concerning any systems breach that took place within six months of the November 3rd, 2020 election as well as all usernames and passwords for machines used in the election. And it just goes to show, as we've been saying, this is not partisan at all. We've got corrupt individuals in the Republican Party, as well as the corrupt Democrats. And, you know, we've seen that in in Georgia as well, with Ravensburger and Kemp uh, 
you know, obstructing the forensic audits. Now, one person that I absolutely love in Arizona is Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. <clears throat> Decertify now. Recall the electors. A.G. Brunovich needs to indict supervisors. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers is leading the fight for decertification in Arizona. And it references an article that I've covered in a previous show based on today's hearing. Why even wait to decertify? And that was Trump or Team Trump. Today on Twitter, Rogers shared her bottom line. Uh, bear in mind, this was from the 25th of July, so we're not completely up to date here. Decertifying now, recall the electors. Arizona certification was clearly not accurate. There is a lot of noise out there. Here is the bottom line. This is her tweet. Arizona certification was clearly not accurate. Retweet and tag your legislators. And she's actually got um, a petition going now. And I'll um, find that link for you. It's at secure.ane.dot.com. So secure.ane.dot.com forward slash Wendy Rogers for AZ Senate. So if you go there, I did have some problems actually signing the petition, uh, so as have others, where it didn't take you to the thank you page or whatever. So <clears throat> I tried again this morning and it worked. So persevere, because I think we really want to um, support this. And then conservative brief. Brief reports that Kelly Ward threatens arrests if officials do not comply in audit. And she's a real warrior as well. Um, Arizona Republican Party chairwoman Kelly Ward has had it with what she sees as, as an obstruction in the Maricopa County, Arizona election audit. And now she's threatening action. There have to be consequences, she said during an appearance on One American News. There could be arrests of people who are refusing to comply. It's the latest drama to encompass the audit of the 2.1 million ballots in the state's largest county, which has featured false allegations, votes were destroyed, and conspiracy theories alleging the ballots were shredded and eaten by chickens, who were then killed to cover up the evidence. Ward's comments came after the Republican-controlled Board of Supervisors for Maricopa County refused to attend a meeting Tuesday with GOP senators who had demanded the audit. The board called the audit was a sham run by grifters that cast doubts upon the democratic process. The drama in Maricopa County, Arizona continues. And it mentions the um, serving of the new subpoena. Uh, the enforcement of the subpoena of election materials from Maricopa County depends upon achieving a majority vote in the chamber. But Arizona GOP State Senator Kelly Townsend says it's unlikely due to a reported GOP holdout. And then we had Twitter suspending Maricopa County election audit accounts. I'm not going to read a, an article related to that, but more censorship. And then um, National File Reports. Mark Fincham warns Merrick Garland and his team of thugs to tread very lightly, stay away from audit. Garland is going to walk into a very surprising reception if you try to do anything in this state to interfere with the legislature's handling of elections, Fincham warned. Arizona Rep. Rep. Mark Fincham, who is now running for Secretary of State of Arizona, appeared on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast to warn Biden administration Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice to stay away from Arizona and seem to hint that the Arizona Attorney General will take legal action against them if Garland or his team of thugs enter the state with the goal of interfering with the Arizona audit. I got news from Merrick Garland. There's this little thing called the Constitution, said Fincham. Article 1, Section 4, the times, places and manner of holding election for senators and representatives. It is the legislature that has responsibility for nominating and naming the electors for president. Fincham added, I would advise Merrick Garland and his team of thugs that now occupy the Department of Justice tread very lightly. 
Our Attorney General, I spoke with their representative this morning. I'm not going to put him on the hook for anything, but you're going to walk into a very surprising reception if you try to do anything in this state that interferes with legislative authority in handling our elections. Hard stop. And there's a tweet underneath that says, don't mess with Arizona. This is from Liz Harrington. Real Mark Fincham tells Merrick Garland and his thugs at DOJ to back off the Arizona audit. And then from creativedestructionmedia.com, Arizona State Rep Mark Fincham says Arizona Attorney General will likely seize Maricopa County election routers within 30 days. This was from July 29th. U.S. Attorney... General Merrick Garland yesterday issued a letter threatening states holding audits of the 2020 U.S. general election with federal criminal charges. And it's got a link to the actual document. And it goes on to talk about um, Steve Bannon's war room uh, interview with Mark Fincham. Said Mark Fincham, who is running for Arizona Secretary of State, said that if Maricopa County Board of Elections does not turn over election routers, spunk logs and other equipment subpoenaed by the state Senate, the issue will be turned over to the Arizona Attorney General and equipment could very well be seized within the next 30 days. Decertification of the 2020 election results by the Arizona legislature is also a strong possibility. Arizona AG Mark Brinovich has this authority and he knows it, declared Fincham. Fincham also pointed out that under the US Constitution, states have the authority to run their own elections. And now we come to the election kraken. This is Great Gateway Pundit and this was on August 2nd. Brave Arizona Senators Wendy, Kelly and Borelli are ready to activate and release the Kraken after Maricopa officials defy subpoena. Maricopa County and Dominion have again violated Arizona Senate subpoenas for routers, passwords and all of the necessary materials to complete a full forensic audit. The Gateway Pundit reported that Jack Sellers responded to the subpoena after their defiance with an insulting letter. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers chimed in after afterward calling for solitary confinement for the treasonous. And it's got a link to another article. CCP Chairman Jack Sellers delivers letters to Senate after defiance of subpoenas. Senator Wendy Rogers calls for treason charges. And it's actually showing him meet in China meeting. I don't know who the China Chinese person is, but that raised a lot of eyebrows. What's he doing in China? The Arizona state senators are ready to fight after China Jack Sellers told them to prepare to defend their audit. In order to obtain the materials required to finish the audit, they will need to enforce the subpoenas. State Senator Sonny Borelli is standing by to release the Kraken. It is time to send in the Marines. And Sonny Borelli um, retweeted or replied to an, uh, a tweet by Penny Mulligan, release the Kraken. State Senator Wendy Rogers is ready to activate the Election Integrity Unit and start busting doors down. President Trump called these warriors to action by name at his rally in Phoenix last month, invoking them to fight for these routers which hold key data about how and where election data was transferred. They're indeed fighting like hell to keep the routers hidden and we demand transparency. What are they hiding? Arizona Attorney General Mark Branovich has appeared to back the audit with his flowery words, but we are yet to see any action out of him. And then a follow-up to that from Gateway Pundit, this is on the 3rd, breaking Arizona Senate Sonny Borelli releases the Kraken, files SB 1487 that requires Arizona Attorney General Mark Branovich to investigate county non-compliance. Maricopa County and Dominion continue to defy legislative subpoenas for the items needed by the Arizona Senate to complete the first full forensic election audit in state history. In a contemptuous letter to the Senate, Jack Sellers mocked citizen efforts to preserve our right to vote, secure our elections and save our country. Sellers doesn't want us to see what is on these routers. Why? Who does China Jack really work for? And that's a reference to that 
image that I was mentioning with him being in China with some Chinese guy. These subpoenas were ruled by a judge legal and enforceable. The county has violated the law and it's time to take action. Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli has another tool in the toolbox that he has been waiting to use. Um, this was from a previous article that I covered quite some time ago. Arizona SB 1487, introduced by Congressman Andy Biggs during his time as an Arizona State Senator, gives any member of the legislature the power to enact an investigation by the Attorney General's office into law violations by a county, city or town. When a law has been violated, the Attorney General shall provide notice that the county, city or town has 30 days to resolve the violation. If they fail to resolve the violation within 30 days, the Treasurer shall withhold state shared revenue from the county, city or town. Shared funds will not be returned to the county, city or town until the violation is resolved. And that relates to why um, there was the report about routers being seized within 30 days or in 30 days. Um, Maricopa County is in violation of the law. Maricopa will lose state funding if they do not cooperate. And then it's got the full text of SB 1487, which I'm not going to read because it'll take too long. Um, <clears throat> Arizona Attorney General Mark Branovich recently weighed in on states' rights and duties to handle elections in a proactive way and to take the necessary steps to secure elections. And then it says Senator Borelli far away and it's got a screenshot of the actual filing and uh, all the details of what the, uh, they're requesting be investigated. It ends by saying Sonny Borelli has released the Kraken. So things are getting exciting in Arizona and on a national level. This is Gateway Pundit again. And this was from the second. Elections expert Seth Keschel releases national fraud numbers, finds 8.1 million excess votes in U.S. election, affirms Trump won Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia and Minnesota. Retired Army intelligence captain, elections data expert and former baseball analyst Seth Keschel released his final national fraud numbers over the weekend. Seth Keschel examined the final vote counts in all 50 states compared to the estimated numbers based on changing state dynamics and trends to come up with his estimated voter fraud in each state. He published his results on his popular Telegram page. Kessel confirms President Trump won Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia and Minnesota. And Keschel also believes cyber flipping may have affected the results in New Mexico, Virginia, New Jersey and New Hampshire. According to Keschel's investigation, there were conservatively 8.144 million excess Joe Biden votes recorded in the 2020 election. And it's got a chart showing the excess Biden votes, um, which is basically the 8.144 million. Here is Seth Keschel's post from this morning. Here is a tale of the tape for excess Biden votes based on trend analysis in the modern political era. Considering population growth stroke decline, recent voter history and registration information, including registration by party. My estimates are all always lenient and do not account for cyber flipping of votes. And he repeats the states that Trump won. Likely possible Trump if cyber flipping occurring, New Mexico, Virginia, Colorado, New Jersey, New Hampshire, closer than you thought, Washington, Oregon, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut and Hawaii. So more and more evidence coming out about the fraud and Code Monkey Z has put out a short video from a Dominion whistleblower, it's only a minute and 17 seconds, which is actually showing what the, um, how the Dominion machines are configured and so on, and apparently proves that it was connected to the internet. I don't have time to cover that, and I think there'll be more coming out about that, but this fraud is really being exposed. 
So I'm going to move on now to the last topic of the day or the week, which is the um, Lion's Gate. And I've got a couple of articles here. One is I received in an email from Brilliance in Commerce and it says current events are leading to the Golden Age, part one by Tanzan Fairmont. August 8th, coming up in a few days, is the annual time of the Lion's Gate, which is the auspicious time for opening or expanding the gateways to wealth and prosperity. Some are saying this year's Lion's Gate will be the first Lion's Gate of the Golden Age. The converging timelines on this earth are in a phased transition between the Dark Ages and a dawning Golden Age of Enlightenment. The prophecies of the transition being violent and cataclysmic have already been fulfilled. Most of the worst has already happened. There will be no further apocalypse except in the personal lives of those who have chosen it. Planet-wide, various avatars, ascended masters, saints and other enlightened ones have already been cognizing and providing all of the arrangements necessary for the transition to be a relatively smooth one. The goal, the end result, is going to be an inner glimpse of ultimate reality by every form of life on this planet in this generation. In the twinkling of an eye, cosmic consciousness will have flashed within every being. From that point on, all the solutions for every problem man has ever had on all levels will be seen to be already here, just waiting for us to wake up and see them. Heaven on earth will be materialized very quickly after that. Everyone prosperous. It is not necessary to suffer or labor over what will happen to all the services in the marketplace if everyone is suddenly financially independent. In the first place, all the truly unnecessary jobs, jobs that are not in alignment with the dawning golden age, will not be missed when their workers simply walk out. Secondly, so much love and happiness will be spreading everywhere from the newfound freedom people will have that tremendous waves of pent-up energy will explode and will smoothly provide the solutions to any problems that may arise. Third, it will take time for the prosperity to reach everyone. The glimpse of infinity will be instantaneous worldwide, like the hundredth monkey effect, but the material benefits in 3D will take time to ripple out across the cities and marketplaces of the world. It will start overnight, but it can't possibly reach everyone overnight. It will take time, even in the wealthiest advanced countries. This will provide time for arrangements for essential services to be organised according to those who haven't received yet. Those who have received but who enjoy their work, those who need a healing and rejuvenation holiday and then return to work when they are regenerated, those who purely wish to volunteer out of the kindness of their hearts and other criteria. Then there are the poorest and most primitive economies where even money in the form of old-fashioned banknotes isn't very useful without clean running water, electricity and abundant organic food. For these economies, armies of compassionate volunteers already funded from wealthier nations will come in to bring infrastructure projects to set up the essentials of survival as quickly as possible using the most state-of-the-art equipment available. Advanced technologies. Fourth, what defines state-of-the-art will very quickly metamorphose from the caterpillar to the butterfly as the previously suppressed ET reverse-engineered technologies are suddenly released and distributed. The Tesla quantum energy generators directly from the unified field, the Star Trek-like replicators, the lead into, sorry, lead into gold alchemists, the fountain of youth elixir of immortality alchemists, the true ones that unlike many Madison Avenue advertising hypes claim, really are living up to those words, other amazing and mind-blowing healing and nutritional inventions and all kinds of miraculous and magical phenomena will come out. These will completely transform the marketplace, making most previous forms of manufacturing quickly obsolete and most previous jobs unnecessary and extinct. Yet prosperity in its truest forms of widespread, unprecedented superfoods, holy waters, superior housing, self-cleaning clothing, unbounded free energy unlimited free and clean transportation, unlimited free communication, unlimited free and natural health care, and much more will blanket the earth. 
Progressively, money itself will become irrelevant and extinct. Working for mere survival will become a thing of the past. All of the wealth, all of the genius, all of the solutions and all of the wisdom to provide everything listed above and much more are already here on this planet in the hands of human beings right now. The awakened ones have withheld the most powerful of these gifts until mankind has evolved enough to use such powers safely and wisely. The rest of the solutions, which could have been implemented at any time, were either monopolised by the dark cabal and hidden from the public, or they have been right in front of us in the light of day, but we have been too asleep to see them. The global inner awakening is the magic touchstone which will illumine all the other solutions. Once that has happened, everything else will go fairly quickly and automatically. Global administration via sovereignty consciousness. Government will spontaneously reorganise itself into meritocracies, where those in the highest states of consciousness will not dominate, but will humbly serve after being earnestly sought, sought out and respectfully requested by the like-minded masses of awakening populations. In the brighter light of global spiritual awakening, divisive politics of the past will fade away and will be spontaneously replaced with voluntary harmony and enthusiastic mutual assistance. Everyone will realise his or her inner sovereignty and no one will ever enslave or dominate anyone else ever again. Instead, everyone will automatically feel reverence for the freedom and divinity of every other soul and administration will become increasingly glorious like symphonies of exquisite harmonies revealing the music of the spheres. As all of this will automatically and spontaneously unfold from the single mass glimpse of oneness, no one needs to labour over how will all of this be managed or controlled. It will not be controlled by any outer force. It will be neither necessary nor possible to control it outwardly. Like a powerful magnet under a sheet of paper sprinkled with iron filings, the phenomena of the world will spontaneously organise into the most magnificent dances, orchestras and panoramas of coherence ever witnessed in the history of this blue-green world. This world itself will become enlightened and will turn into a star joining the other permanent golden ages in the awesome new home of the fifth dimension. While the Sat Yuga, Age of Enlightenment, is happening now regardless of humanity's use of free will, everyone does have complete freedom in how to respond to it. Those who choose not to go with it will be given appropriate vibratory quarters elsewhere, but the loving welcome of this new planetary field will be so universally inviting and inwardly non-threatening that even most of those who work for darkness up until recently will change their minds about it and choose to embrace the new light. And it says to be continued in part two next issue. I don't have that yet. Presumably that will be next week. So if I do get that, I'll share it on the next show. Now, I don't have much time left, so I'm just going to pick out some key points in this other article about the Lionsgate, which was shared on Facebook by one of my Facebook friends. But it's actually um, from Nina and Seela, C-E-I-L-A. I'm not sure who they are. But it's talking a lot about the astrology of it. But the key thing is August 8th, brings a sparkling spiritual window of opportunity for all zodiac signs to set intentions, embrace abundance and create new beginnings. Understanding the meaning of the 8-8 Lionsgate portal can help you take advantage of its magic. The fixed star Sirius, which is the second brightest star in the sky next to our sun, is sometimes referred to as the spiritual sun, and that's because in astrology and other mystical practices, it's known for lighting up the spirit and illuminating your higher-minded goals and ambitions. Every year, right smack in the middle of Leo season, Sirius rises in the skies and becomes brightly visible over the eastern horizon. The Lionsgate portal occurs when the Earth and the Sirius star system are aligned. Astrologically, this portal is called the Lionsgate portal due to the sun being in the sign of Leo. Leo zodiac energy is symbolized by the lion and embodies the animal's courage, pride and regality. The sun is also Leo's ruling planet, meaning it's feeling extra mighty during this portion of the year, 
which charges the Lionsgate portal with loads of creative and confidence-enhancing solar power. While August the 8th is, is considered the peak date for harnessing the mystical energy of the Lions Gateway, it's believed that the manifestation portal is open for several weeks before and after too. However, this year the Gateway is extra ripe for spiritually levelling up and creating changes in our lives as it aligns with the date of the August 2021 new moon. During this lunation, the moon will align with the sun in Leo and herald in a fresh lunar cycle bringing our passions to the forefront and supercharging our ability to start fresh. So I've run out of time. That's all I have time for this week. And boy, that hour has gone quickly. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show and you'll join me again next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Things are getting exciting, I have to say, moving along. And um, let's hope we get more good news next week. So just a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, which is my coaching uh, website, and also at the webalchemist.net, which is my web development website, and empoweredmanifestation.com, which is where you can find my book on empowered manifestation. So thank you again. I will see you next week. Thank you to Nancy for producing. So stay safe, be well, and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.